Hey, this is Dan Murphy of All Good Things, and you're listening to The Itch. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron, and this week we're scratching the itch for fire. You know, in those top 20 episodes, we talked about a whole bunch of fire bands. Lots of fire. I just did a hard pop B into the microphone just now, for the record. (laughs) I'm going to leave it there. Let's see how it sounds. We talked about a whole bunch of them. We had Eva Under Fire, who we've obviously talked up a lot, Memphis Mayfire, and then number three in the fire trifecta, our guest for this episode, Fame on Fire. Yeah, we were able to speak with the lead singer of Fame on Fire, and it was a lot of fun. And he actually said he was having fun, too, so I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that that happened, to be honest. Yeah, so we were able to speak with Brian Kuznets, and it's funny that you mentioned that because I watched a few videos for prep, and some of those interviews, I mean, he, he does a great job speaking because he's a very talkative guy, as you will hear shortly but uh some of those interviews he didn't have as much fun as he was (laughs) as he was having in ours which which made me happy so (laughs) well i mean not that he was not having fun that didn't make you happy but the just that he was having more fun in our interview i think is what you're trying to specify yeah 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 Yeah, of course Correct. correct and that's one of the most interesting things about him which is i mean a little bit of a spoiler going into it but one thing that that i picked up anyway definitely about him is that brian is not a person who hides his feelings. No, no. Whatever mood he is in, whatever he has got going through his mind at the moment, like that's going to come out. And so yeah. if he yeah. likes you or doesn't like you, you're probably going to know pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that he was having such a good time right out of the gate was awesome. It was a relief. <laughs> <laughs> so this is another of, of the Shiprock series bands and also another one that I believe Dan really was the one that introduced us to. Yeah, it, you know, it's a, a band that I heard on the radio and with, you know, their first single Plastic Heart and then Welcome to the Chaos, which is still blowing up, like you said. And when their album came out, I, I, I went out and because the singles were so good, I felt like, you know, I, oh, of course, YouTube helped. And I listened to the album first, but I, I went ahead and took the rest, bought the whole album. And I was not disappointed. Every single song on it is fantastic, like he talked about. Um, and one of the things that I truly liked is that we we really could play every song on the radio as a single. It's 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 very solid. Every every song is is very uh, unique and stand out. Except for that that dreaded letter e that's on all of the songs on that album pretty much <laughs> right i was gonna say cutthroat might not sound that great edited but that's all right yeah true true yeah, you just have to cut the whole beginning part of the song there's a, there's a lot of curse words you're right <laughs> but yes which which is funny because like when he talked he didn't really curse that much we've had guests that like talked that cursed a lot more to be honest right right and so he curses a lot more in his music than he does in his uh, in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna save it all for the songs, I guess. That's right. <laughs> Gotta match those beats, you know. <laughs> right. Well, I was glad we got to get that one, um, especially following up on Giovanni. So, you know, two of yeah. these artists that, that Dan's not only going to see, but that, again, that brought to the table. And we won't spoil number three, but we're extra excited about that one as well. That'll be coming out the week after this. Yeah, we'll touch on some of this in the outro. So we'll go ahead and get it going. Without any further ado, here's Brian Kuznets of Fame on Fire. Welcome to the chaos. No, there's never gonna be a way out. Nobody's gonna save us. Can't you see that this is our fate now? You can run and you can hide, but it's all in your mind. Welcome to the chaos. No, there's never gonna be a All right. Well, thank you for joining us. It's uh, great to have you. Thanks for having me. How are you feeling? Good. Um, ready for a little uh, vacation and some shows? Yes. Yeah. Because we're doing Shiprock. So, and then we're playing 
we're playing Fort Myers on Saturday, and then on Sunday we get on the boat for Shiprock, and then Monday we perform, and then it should be like three days of just, you know, getting drunk, um, <laughs> hanging out with fans, um, convincing them to buy me a drink because I'm more, I guess I'm important, and um, <laughs> then uh, playing another show. So yeah, it should be fun. He's like, I'm gonna use my pull. All right, one hundred percent. I don't have money for that drink package. You kidding me? <laughs> <I know. laughs> like what? It's like 500 bucks a person. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. We'll get into that. We had a, a couple questions about shipwreck. But... <laughs> Actually that. Yeah. So I don't know if I don't think I mentioned this before. No, I think I did like in the emails and whatnot. But uh, that's kind of what we're doing is we're trying to set up this series. We're calling it a shipwreck series. So, oh, yeah, it's it, it, the basic crux of it is Dan here is going to be on the boat and he's been looking forward to that for a couple of years actually because he ended up missing last year's nice yeah well um dan you know if you're getting the drink package <laughs> my room number is uh <laughs> i don't know a room i'm in actually i have no yeah. idea <laughs> it's funny you say that actually my wife's on the phone right now trying to hook us up with that so <laughs> to get the drink package yes to get the oh, drink that's package. funny yes. like, like what kind of hookup though like is it like a hookup or is it five? well no just no it's like expensive like she's it's the 500 dollars. It. <laughs> it's 500 dollars per person so if you guys share a room together you guys gotta pay a thousand oh yeah yeah it's pretty it's pretty expensive but i honestly you know with like just water and all the stuff that you're gonna drink total I, I i don't know i could probably drink a thousand dollars worth of shit in, in, a, in a week to be honest <laughs> that's what i'm saying last time i was on a cruise i remember the drink package was only like 250 bucks and it was royal caribbean and i just remember i was just like if i drink 50 dollars worth of vodka sodas a day <laughs> then i'm making money yeah there you go they justifying it yeah. it's all about the math you got to do your calculations so i drink a solid 20 every single day i was a maniac <laughs> And then that's when also you just share your drink package like here, pass you a beer. And then oh, I got to go get myself another one. I drank that one real quick. Yeah. Also, fun fact, if you tip the bartenders, which like you're not supposed to really tip the bartenders on boats. But if you do tip them and there's a line, they look at you and go, <laughs> hey, <laughs> tips noted. Here's a dollar. For, here's a dollar. <laughs> there you go. That's all it takes, man. Awesome. Nice. All right. I think we're good to formally uh, begin then. Who wants to, to kick us off? Watch good, Casey. All right. We're here with Brian Kuznets of Fame on Fire. The music video for Lost in Doubt is an awesome collage of videos of the band members playing shows and just goofing off together. The video really makes the band seem like family that grew up together. Um, have all the members of Fame on Fire been playing together since about high school or not all the members. So Blake, Alex, and myself, we all grew up in the same neighborhood together. Uh, well, not the same neighborhood, but like Blake's neighborhood was literally across the street from my neighborhood and Alex's neighborhood was across the street from both of our neighborhoods. Mm. Nice. So yeah, we all grew up together. We always wanted to play music together. And um, I remember I was in a band and um, Alex and Blake showed up in my house one day and they were just like, hey, we're starting a new band. Do you want to be in it? I was like, no, I'm in a band. And they're like, okay, well, check out this demo that we got. And they showed me this demo. I was like, whoa, this is crazy cool. This is sick. I'm like, yeah, we need a guitar player because I play guitar. And so I was like, yeah, I'm in. And so from that point forward, I was kind of with Blake and Alex. And then that band broke up because our singer was a maniac, <laughs> you know, usual. And uh, <laughs> we all like left our hometown, moved to Orlando. And then we started Fame on Fire like a few years after that band broke up on complete accident. And it was just because Alex wanted to do a drum cover of Katy Perry. And so I helped him out with it. Blake wanted to throw guitars on it. And then Blake was like, yo, you should sing on it. And I was like, no. And Blake's like, do it. I said, no. And Blake's it's like, just fucking do it. I said, okay, fine, I'll do it. And I did it. And then it came out really sick. And then we dropped it. And then we we're like, okay, I guess we need to be a band now. Because that cover like did really well on the internet. Yeah. So yeah, here we are now. <laughs> yeah. And then along the way, I... um in my endeavors of studio stuff, I opened up a studio. I moved back down to South Florida, opened up a studio with my buddy, Paul. And Paul was my assistant, like intern kind of thing. I wasn't yeah. that crazy to have an intern, but I had an intern. It was Paul. <laughs> and I remember we were going through like bass players. Like we went through two bass players. Um, one was our friend, Arthur. He didn't want to play the bass. He just, he didn't even want to be in a band. He was like, I don't, I don't want this. <laughs> and so we're like, okay. 
I get it. He wanted to go to school and like do his degree or whatever. We were like, okay, that's cool. And then we had our buddy Kyle fill in and he's just like, no, nah, I'm not going to be in your band. I was like, okay, cool. Whatever. Um, <laughs> it's not even like we were playing shows. We just needed for a music video. Yeah. And then Blake was like, Hey, um, let's have, let's have Paul play bass. Cause Paul really wanted to play bass. He was like begging. And I was like, <laughs> no, because if we go on tour, who's going to watch the studio, things like that. I, that's what I was really concerned about. I was like, he cannot be in this band. And then Blake's like, let's just try him out through the video. I was like, okay, fine. Whatever. He can be in one video. He was in the video and he never left. So, <laughs> so he is now a, uh, a very crucial member of our band, to be completely honest with you. And I'm really happy that Blake convinced me to sing and also to have Paul be in the band. So Nice. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is that Fame on Fire more or less formed through peer pressure. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Lots of peer pressure. That's how Fame on Fire became a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Paul was a kid that was in like the, the local scene with us growing up but like he's younger than us never really i never really got to know him um our very few interactions was me talking shit to him on facebook <laughs> yeah and then i met him and he was like the coolest kid ever and then and then that's why when i moved back down to uh south florida i was like yeah do you want to come work for me he's like yeah i'd love that <laughs> then i got him addicted to smoking cigarettes that was fun oh, there you oh. go. <laughs> more, more peer, peer pressure, pressure yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> more peer pressure yeah there's a trade-off yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's how that's how we all that's how we all came about you know we go way way back that's cool mm-hmm. i'm curious about something that, it wasn't something that was on our you know, kind of checklist here questions but do you still operate that studio is that no no i okay. i um that studio failed okay because there was too many um there was like embezzlement issues oh, oh that'll, yeah okay. yeah that'll, that'll, that'll do that'll it do it yeah that'll do it you know like just <laughs> So it was two companies and one, one was a video company. One was a recording company. I was the recording company. The video company was separate. We operated separately, but we shared the same building. Okay. Shared the same name. And the video company uh, decided to not do anything. And we had this really fucking big warehouse. And it was really, really expensive. They were, they were just not pulling their weight at all. And we were just losing money on the recording side. We had like five engineers under us too. Like we, there was oh, like wow. two studios, five engineers. And yeah, it was just, it wasn't going anywhere. We're like we were watching like what Fame on Fire was doing. We're like, this isn't gonna work. Like, I can't deal with these people and like have to be worried about going on tour and being away from home yeah. and all that. So I was like, this is this is done. So we went in there, and just took all our shit out and said, "Fuck you guys," and left. <laughs> Makes sense. So you were seeing that kind of fall apart at the same time you were seeing that like, you know, Fame on Fire might be able to to get us somewhere. Yeah. So just, oh, know. Fame on Fame on Fire can cover my rent right now. Cool. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm out of this shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Does being together for, for so long with your, your band make the creation process easier? Um yes and no. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of weird because like I don't know, when you're together with people for so long, like over the years, um, it's kind of easy to develop any sort of almost resentment towards people sometimes over like very stupid things, yeah, very, very dumb things. So like when we're writing, sometimes it might be like, Oh, you don't like that melody because I wrote it Uh-oh. or something like that. But like, we can also recognize when something's an issue like that, because for me, I get like that. Sometimes I'm, I'm the one that like kind of goes, everyone fucking hates me. And so I'll, I'll get that way. And then, everyone kind of recognizes that I'm that way. And I'm very like cold to people. And then everyone's just like, all right, we need to have a team meeting. Like let's, let's nip this in the butt. What's going on. And you know, just, it's like, we break it down. It's just like, you think for like a couple of weeks, I'm like, Oh, I fucking hate everybody. And then, and then we sit down. It's like, no, I don't hate everybody. And it's just like, I'm just going through something mentally. And I'm just like kind of pointing the fingers at everybody else. Yeah. So, and like, even when we're writing, it's like, it's like, yeah, I could think that, Oh no, it doesn't. It's because I wrote the melody. You, you don't like it or whatever, but it's like, no, it's because, there's a better melody out there for the song. And so it gets, sometimes it gets hard. Sometimes it gets really easy and flowy. It just really depends. You know, I wish that I could say, Oh, every time we go to the studio, we write a, we write a fame on fire song. That's fire. But no, we don't. We, uh, we sometimes do. And then sometimes we write things and I'm just like, at the end of the day, I've ultimate say over like the melodies um, and lyrics, but like, sometimes like we'll write a melody. Like I can't think of a melody. Like we'll come up with a melody. Or Paul will come up with the melody. I'm just like, this isn't like, sometimes they, they hit, sometimes they just don't. I'm like, yeah, this is bad. And like, we're just like straight up honest with each other. It's like, I'm just not feeling it. 
and that's it. And everyone's like, okay, then we're gonna we'll move on from this song. Maybe if we come up with something better, we'll come up with something better down the line. You know, we'll come back. Um, we've also never worked with a producer before, so <laughs> I feel like that could really help us out. And that's what we're trying to do on this next album cycle is actually getting with a producer, someone that's gonna be like. His melody's better. We're going with his melody. <laughs> or, or honestly, all of you suck. This is the melody. Yeah. Like, cool, let's go. So interesting. I, I feel like that will really help out everybody for the next album. Yeah, like yeah. A, an impartial voice, impartial but still committed to your success, can certainly help with you're you're dealing with. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's so it's sometimes like, especially like in the creative process, it's so hard to like picture a different way, a different route to write a song. It's it's hard to like take yourself out of the frame. And that's what a producer's job really is, is to be out of the frame and look in and say, this is what you guys need. Yeah. And we go. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so it still sounds like you guys work through issues together like a family, though. And that's just amazing. Uh, oh, 100 percent. No, nobody's going anywhere. If yeah. if a member of Fame on Fire ever drops off, it would have to be for like really personal reasons, not like, oh, we um we hate each other. It <laughs> wouldn't be like that. It it would be like, oh, I um like if someone had a kid, like and they're like, oh, I have a kid, and they have um and have like some sort of disability that they need to be there constantly for them. Then yeah, that would be a reason to drop off or just yeah. still be in the band and maybe not tour, you know, something like that. Yeah. So my first introduction to you and your band was a live stream of welcome to rockville 2021 you guys put on a great show it did seem like you it took a couple songs for you guys to kind of get warmed up and get comfortable uh, maybe you're working out some jitters but after i started looking into fame on fire more i realized how relatively new you guys were to the large stages at that point so i'd love to hear more about your thoughts on emotions on getting on stages in place like that especially knowing that you weren't really wanting to be a lead singer yeah so it's it's funny because that was rockville 2021 right yeah, about a year yeah. and a half ago. Yeah, so at, that was a weird show. I remember it was raining outside right before we went on stage. So like we did, we did two tours with Ice Nine Kills before we played that. And uh, I remember thinking, I was just like, oh, every time before we played a show, I would get like not nervous, but like a little nervous, like kind of excited. Yeah, like you know, your stomach would twist a little bit. Right. Yeah, and. Um, because you know it's not like the singing wasn't what i was worried about. it was about talking on stage and that kind of things and so um it started getting over a little bit when we went to rockville it's like anytime something interrupted the uh the process of things that would fuck me up mm. so it raining us postponing the set like 15 minutes fucked me up you know it, it wasn't our first rock festival because the first one was incarceration and that was actually the wildest shit i've ever witnessed in my life because <laughs> um there's something with uh ohio and the way it operates with rock music that they like it's like meth to them and they go fucking crazy <laughs> so incarceration was great because i was feeding off the crowd really hard so that was our first festival ever and then we played blue ridge which was kind of like a shit show um <laughs> but it, i mean they, it, it turned out to be fine but it was just really dusty oh huh. like i remember being like dusty as hell <laughs> uh, and uh it smelled funny too but, uh, <laughs> then we went out to play uh rockville and uh yeah it's just like i don't know getting out there like it being wet thinking like right before we played there was like no crowd in front of the stage and so i was really nervous about that i was like yeah i'm gonna be playing to nobody like this isn't really embarrassing <laughs> um you know the crowd showed up which was cool and then uh yeah i don't know i guess just like I would, I used to get really, really nervous or not really nervous, but I would get somewhat nervous before getting on stage, especially at those like festivals and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, um, cause they're a bit intimidating. Mm -hmm. Um, but now it's like, I don't even know, something clicked in my brain where I just don't even get nervous. Just like, just go do it. Nice. Well, you made quite the impression on me and, uh, and my wife, I, I remember, uh, cause then right after then you started releasing the singles that were getting really big, like plastic heart and welcome to the chaos. And I remember sharing the songs with my wife and she kind of at first she called you boy band metal. And I, I took offense a little bit. I was like, you know, that, that's not boy band metal. I was like, no, this is this is good. You know, it's like a little pop metal, maybe, but like not boy band. And then you guys started releasing some more pop cover songs, which definitely made that title hard to debate her. <laughs> now it kind of seems a little appropriate. So uh, you know, how, how do you feel about that title of boy band metal? And uh, or how would you describe the band sound? <laughs> um boy band metal 
<laughs> no, so um, we actually we've talked about this for years, like that we are like a boy band that plays metal. And that's how we want to be perceived. Like we want everybody in the band to have their own personality. You know, you think of like a K-pop group. It's like, that's how I would like to like present fame on fire. And yeah. Um, yeah, everybody's got their own individual fans. You know, Blake's got his own guitar picks with his face on it. Paul's yeah. guitar picks with his face on it. It's like, a, it's like an out here. I'll actually show you what Blake's looks like. So it's like this. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Awesome. nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like. <laughs> We all got our own thing going on. Like that's like kind of, kind of the idea. I guess I guess it is would be like a boy band metal type thing, or just like you know active rock or just pop, whatever. We've definitely gotten heavier over the years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love the idea of every band member having having you know their own unique identity within yeah. that that cohesive unit. Those are most of our favorite bands. We've had this discussion on plenty of different episodes. A lot of our favorite bands is that like especially if you see them live like you don't know who to keep your eyes on because everybody is intriguing in some way. Yeah, that's like uh for me. So my favorite band of all time or one of them at least is Avenged Sevenfold. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um it's really funny like how some of the stories are though and it's like kind of something I always wanted where it's like it's the same shit. They all grew up together. Mm-hmm. Johnny Christ came on later, begging them to be in the band. Sounds yeah. identical to our story. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, you know, they all have their own individual personalities, which is really, really cool. And so that's something I've always tried for, is everyone to be their individual person. Yeah. Plus it's, wild stage names. And some of yeah. the greatest the stage, stage names. The wild stage names we just couldn't get behind. It was... <laughs> it was um, I don't think it would work these days. <laughs> Thought about yeah. it, but now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, even Andy Bursack like changed his name back. He's like, no, nah, this shit's not working. <laughs> <laughs> was his what was his name like Andy Black or Andy? I think it was Andy Six, then it was Andy Black, and then he's just like, no, nah, I'm using my last name. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, let me. That's yeah. that sounds about right. Yeah. So <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Speaking of kind of being heavier. How taxing is it on your voice to go from screaming to uh, singing melodically? Cutthroat is a, a good example of that. Oh, I hate Cutthroat Live. <laughs> oh, For that reason? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, so the whole song is just me screaming. And like, I, I like to do this thing when we practice where I wear my Apple Watch and I just monitor my heart rate. I'm like looking at it while we're doing Cutthroat. Like normally like I rest around like 120. <laughs> every other song during cutthroat i'm like 160 because i'm just screaming constantly <laughs> and yeah um there's definitely better ways to be doing that but no that's how i want to scream it so i'm gonna scream it that way um <laughs> it's not like i don't think it's really taxing on my voice it's more so like taxing on my body yeah um, hmm. it's just the endurance of it all that's really it i mean like, i find it really easy to go from screaming to singing um i used to be terrified of it and used to be really bad at it but over the years i've just developed the endurance to just do it over and over again yeah now, if I do overdo the screaming, which um, we were practicing yesterday and I did, I was just doing death metal screams for like three songs straight for whatever fucking reason. And the boys were losing it. They thought it was the funniest thing. Um, and I was just in the mic just doing death metal screams. And so after doing that for three songs straight, I go to sing a normal song and it's like, I'm kind of missing my upper register a little bit. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, okay, I, uh, I definitely did some weird shit there. <laughs> today, today i'm gonna take it a little bit more seriously <laughs> oh, but yeah fantastic but it's not too bad i mean we're we're also practicing an hour-long set so yeah yeah nice which i am nervous for actually i'll tell you that much <laughs> never done that was the hour-long set going to be for shiprock or is that the upcoming yeah, tour it's shiprock oh all right awesome yeah that is so nice. we're gonna be on stage for fucking ever and i'm gonna tell you right now <laughs> I don't know what to say to this crowd. I've never <laughs> been on stage for an hour. I've been on stage for a half hour. I've been on stage for 45 minutes. I don't know what the fucking say to these people. <laughs> He's so just screaming. He can just scream, fuck you. Yeah. I'm <laughs> on a boat. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> that's your next cover right there. Like, we yeah, just, exclusively for this show, we're doing the Lonely Island. I feel uh, I feel the need that I'm going to tell them a story about, yeah, when I was a kid, the, one of the first movies I saw was Titanic. And, you know, I've been terrified of... <laughs> I'm terrified of icebergs ever since. Yeah, it's, right. It's funny you say that. I literally watched a documentary on the Titanic last night about why it sank, and I don't know why I watched that like one week before. We're going to a terrible idea, like, Dan. That was dumb as hell. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, there's gonna be fucking icebergs and and yes, uh, right, <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. And you said you guys said is on like the first or second day, right? Yeah, second day. Yeah, so let's just you know just put a little paranoia into the people for the whole rest of the cruise. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I think the, I I I believe the way the it works. I believe the itinerary for this is that you set sail. Second day, you wake up. Everyone starts taking their shots. I'm not taking my shots. I'm going to go warm up and I'm going right. to go get on stage at like, I think it's 445 we play. And then I'm going to perform for an hour. And then I think every band performs that day, except for like some of the headliners. I'm not really sure. Cause yeah. I know there's some bands that are playing one time. There's some bands that are playing two times. Yeah. yeah so we're going to perform that day. And then you got three days to go fuck off. So you go to do the excursions, like the three days, like Bahamas, um, Kirk, I don't know, Kirks and Caicos, whatever the hell it's called. I don't even know what the actual name of the place is. And then Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, the following day, you're back on the boat, you're back at the sea, you, you perform again. Every other band, every band performs again. Yeah. And uh, and then the next day, I believe you get home. I believe that's the schedule, but I'm not. <laughs> it sounds about accurate, yeah. yeah uh, I've, never any... done, I've never done it before, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's I have not been before. Uh, we were supposed to go this past year uh, amongst many several years, but, but this past year and then we got COVID. So um, mm. it was it was awful. I, that sucks. I, yeah, it was it was terrible. But um, we were supposed kinda... to go. We were supposed to go too. we got offered it. But um, someone in the band had a, uh, a wedding that didn't go through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> nice. Oh, no. Is there <laughs> any particular... Uh, she, she, was a, oh, she fucking sucked. <laughs> awesome. He said he wasn't going to yeah. hold back, so you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Letting it out here. I mean, I've, I look. I, I've told him. I told him. We talked about it. He knows, and you know, <laughs> he. It was one of those things where it's just like, why didn't you? Uh, I didn't. You know, like where were you as a friend? It's just like, dude. I mean, like, you seemed really sure of it. I wasn't going to be the one to be like. Nah, your fiance's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, like, you know, not my pig, not my farm, really. Like, it wasn't really hurting me. So, I, yeah, I know, I know the feeling. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> it's a fine uh, line within friendship, especially when that friend is in your band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a fucked up story behind it, but I'm not gonna tell because it's not really my story to tell. Yeah, um, fair enough. That would be, enough. that would be the person in question. You know, there's a lot of fans that know who, like, know, yeah. like, a, a lot about this or a bit about this but that that's i'll let him have his time yeah <laughs> so switch it back to what's uh, supposed to be vacation uh, <laughs> <let's>, <laughs> i'm just kind of curious is there any band that you're excited to possibly see if you get a chance you know i'm really really excited to um see memphis mayfire yes i was really big on them i was really big on them back in uh 2011 with the center and I think Challenger came out in 2011 with Vices. Um, I was really big on them. Or maybe it was 2012. No, it was 2012. Anyways, so I was really big on them then. And um, then Matty Mullen started doing a little bit of too much preaching shit. And, you know, he uh, their music was like really Jesus focused. And I'm honestly not about Jesus at all. And so I was kind of like thrown off and it wasn't as good to me as their other material. So I was like, I'm not really about this anymore. But then they um their latest album that they came out with, I was just like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, I'm back on. Like, this is awesome. You know, the the way that Maddie's doing interviews and like the way he's talking about it, it's not it's not like he's I think I think he kind of learns his lesson from the scene because the scene kind of rejected him for a bit. Mm. Um, I feel like he learned his lesson about being preachy towards people and telling people how they should live their lives, and he's just like doing his own thing. And so I think their new album is fantastic. And so I'm really excited to see them, maybe meet them, yeah, hang out. Also, definitely excited to see Bad Omens because we toured with Bad Omens, but um, we didn't get to see their newest songs. We didn't yeah. get to see any of it. We didn't get to see Just Pretend. We didn't get to see any of those songs. The only song they had out was um, Love of Death, A Peace of Mind. Yeah. So, or Death, Loves the Death, A Peace of Mind. That's it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's the only song we got to see. Um, so I'm excited to see them. Fawn Reverse, we just did a little tour with them. So I'll watch them again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for a bunch of people. I'm excited to hang out with Zero and the boys. I love Zero, and uh, I love I love his band, which is Gideon. So those boys, I fucking love them. Yeah, so I'm I'm just I'm I'm excited to hang out with a lot of, a lot of my uh, artist friends. I'm excited to see a lot of them perform too. So it should be fun. Yeah, understandable. That has to be cool from the artist side. Whenever you already know a decent number of the acts that are there, like I get to go on vacation with my friends. Like 
a decent number of them. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, yeah um, so my girlfriend's coming with me and hopefully she doesn't get mad at me because she, she just says I do this thing when I'm um, like artist Brian. I do this okay. thing. I become this thing. And I was just, it's like, I'm not trying to be anything. It's just, I'm getting pulled in 18 different ways and everybody <laughs> wants to, wants to like talk. And I'm like, let's go, let's talk. So I'm going to try and be a, a better boyfriend. There you go. Our anniversary was we played um, the Gramercy theater in New York on our five-year anniversary. And um, when, when you play New York city, everyone goes out to that show. So of course, like I'm getting pulled everywhere. She's fucking pissed at me. It's our anniversary. I was like, I don't <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like my agents here. Yeah, right. <laughs> the vice president of my labels here. Like yeah. all the radio people are here. Yeah. I don't know why, but they're here. Like <laughs> Vinny from Sirius XM is here. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like I, I gotta go talk to these people. I kind of have the yeah. opposite problem is like, I feel I, I was, I told my wife, I was like, I'm trying to mentally prepare myself for the amount of times you're going to get hit on. Uh, so that I don't like get all jealous and pissy. <laughs> I just feel like that's probably going to happen like right in front of me. No, you know what you got to do? Just be bold as fuck with it. So if your wife gets hit on or like if there's a guy that you hear like over here like talking about your wife, I'll look at her ass and be like, yeah, Yo, you think she's hot? And if he goes, yeah, like, yeah, that's why I married that bitch. <laughs> I thought you were going to suggest he throw somebody overboard and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I'm always, I'm the type of person that's like, I want you to think my girl's hot. I want you to try and hit on my girl. She's got a really bad attitude problem. <laughs> <laughs> it won't go well. I don't think it's just yours. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you, just remember, you are the man. She picked you. Just, You're married, bro. She ain't going to she didn't listen to my podcast anyway. So, no. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she does watch the video play, but yeah, no, you're right. You're, sure. <laughs> you're right. Oops. Yeah, I would even take it a step further. Depending on how many drinks I had, if someone was like looking at my girl and they're like, "Damn, that girl's hot as fuck," I'd be like, "You think she's hot as fuck?" I'd be like, I'd be like "Yeah, dude, look at her." I'd be like, "Watch this. I'm gonna go hit on her." I would, <laughs> I would just walk up and get nasty as fuck. Yeah. in front of them. <laughs> That's great. You gotta lay your claim. Yeah, yeah clearly. <laughs> the album Welcome to Chaos has received a lot of positive feedback. The first track, the title track featuring Spencer Carnas, has continued to get a lot of plays across radio stations and streaming services. And as a band that's constantly releasing new material, do you anticipate releasing a new single from this album soon? Or uh, do you think that you've just kind of moved on and you're onto the new music now at this point? Um. You know, we're actually like in discussion about doing a a deluxe edition of it. Okay. Because we were going to start really like hammering down and getting ready to release a single, honestly, in I think February. Like that's where like we were aimed for like a new single. But, you know, the label was like, hey, we're doing really well radio. And this made the most, this is like probably the most our labels ever made sense. Um, they're like, we're not going to put out another song and push that while Welcome to the Chaos is literally still climbing. This, right. this has so much more life in it. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we we think that would be cool to put out a deluxe edition, you know, have some um, maybe like a DJ as like Kezo or um, Sullivan King do a remix to Welcome to the Chaos. Um, and then also put some maybe of the B-sides that you guys never didn't put on the album out as well. And I was like, cool, I'm really down with that idea. Um, by B-sides, he means some of the songs that we wrote and just never recorded. So we have to record those. Um, so they're going to be recorded in 2023. but you know, written in 2021 or even 2020, some of them. So um, that's the game plan for the next. Probably no more singles, no more videos, really. Maybe. Uh, we talked about doing a video for um, the song Riding Away off the album, but we just, the schedule got really, really wild. And we just didn't really care to do it. The shows and the tours were a lot a lot of our focus and a lot of priority. I don't know. Probably in like after like Welcome to the Chaos. Once Welcome to the Chaos like starts moving backwards on the charts, that's when we're gonna start launching new music out. Yeah. The moment that happens, we're launching the first new single. Which we have we have new songs written and ready to go. Well, not mixed or anything like that, but we have songs written, yeah, semi-recorded, semi-produced. But right now we're trying to get in with just producers and do it the right way. Like actually have like some unbelievably heavy hitters. And so yeah, that's just 
where we're headed with it. Welcome to Chaos still has a lot of life, though. And I feel like a lot of people still haven't really dove too much into the rest of the album, to be honest, because there's yeah, like yeah. some really crazy songs on there. Yeah, it, it's a fantastic album. It was one of my top 20 uh, albums of the year. Thank you. And one of the things that I absolutely loved is that, uh, well, I it just I just love the overall theme of it. You, you were very open about, you know, kind of your, your mental uh, state of things and how things were affecting you. So I, I do have to know. Um, so was it one relationship that done you wrong or was it several relationships that done you wrong for that led into this album? Um, this album isn't it's not really about a relationship so much. It's just like I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like the fucking chaos of like me. I'm like one of the most self-destructive people ever, it feels like. Hmm. And so it's just like during this album, like we wrote a bunch of songs. I was like, and I scrapped everything. I literally went back into the studio with the boys and I was just like, no, we're getting rid of everything. We're starting from scratch. And everyone's just like, okay, well, we just <laughs> wasted uh, 2020, you know, because we were writing during COVID. We were meeting up and writing. Everyone's like, okay, well, we just wasted that year. And I was like, well, let's, um, is that the end of 2020? This is December of 2020. I came back. Uh, I went to LA, um, came back manic as fuck. I was going, I was going like through a crazy episode in case anybody's wondering, I do not drink caffeine. I cannot drink caffeine. I mm. cannot do any sort of um, stimulant. Stimulants destroy me mentally. All right. Yeah. So cocaine's off the table too, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And so like, yeah, I, anything, my, my receptors are very messed up. So like I had a really, really bad panic attack that lasted. It took me into like this hole for maybe like a month, you know, just every day. And um, I was like, okay. I eventually like pulled myself out of it. And when you pull, pull yourself out of somewhere like that's so low, you go manic because you go so high. You go mm -hmm. from the lowest low to the highest high and you go manic. And so I came back and I was like, I know what I need to do. I was so crazy. I even drove to the VP's house of Hopeless. And I was like, hey, I hate my first record. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he's like, it's a great though. I was like, yeah, but we're doing everything different this time. I'm like, I'm going to talk about, I'm literally going to say like specifically what the fuck is going on in here. Like I need to get this out. So when we went back to do Welcome to the Chaos, when we were getting back in again, I was like, we're scrapping everything, guys. Like, that's it. Like, we're not using any of this shit. Unless the song is, like, done and it's, like, amazing, we're not we're not doing it. And there's only two songs that survived, the, the uh, guillotine, which was uh, Emo Shit and Dead or Alive. Those are the only two songs that survived. All these other songs, we had, like, 200 demos written. All of them, gone. When we started getting back in, one of the first songs that we wrote was um, Welcome to the Chaos. And I remember uh, we were, like... Actually, it was Plastic Heart. So it, it was like crazy how quickly these went. It was, we wrote Plastic Heart. And then right after we wrote Plastic Heart, we wrote Welcome to the Chaos. And I remember just sitting there going, Welcome to the Chaos. And Blake's like, oh, that's tight. He's like, that's a cool line. He's like, I like that. I was like, I like that too. I was like, let's, name it. let's, do, let's do that. Like, let's main, name the song Welcome to the Chaos. Because it's, it's going, it's all in here. This is chaotic. And, you know, every song's a story of chaos, which it really fucking is. And so we wrote Welcome, Welcome to the Chaos. Then we wrote Robbery, and then we wrote just, like, a bunch of really cool songs. Then we wrote Lost in Doubt. Like, we were just going, cranking them out. I just wanted every song to have its own story of, like, these crazy events that almost took place within the last year, the last, like, few years. Plastic Heart, sorry, fans, but I used the muse for it. I pointed at somebody. I was like, I'm going to write this song about you. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, it, it's, it, it wasn't really about a relationship. It wasn't, it wasn't really about a relationship I had. But, you know, the story of it is, yeah, like, that was, like, I mean, that is also the way I viewed this person. So, mm -hmm. it is a true story, but, like, it's, I, I used him as a muse. And there's a lot of people that go, like, hey, this song's got me through a lot. <laughs> you know, you get the messages, hey, the, this song really makes me, like, realize that, like, my wife was a bitch. I'm <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> You know, yeah. there's like, there's things like that, but like, I, you know, people can make whatever they want to want to make it. Right. So you have a song like robbery where like, honestly, I went through a very stupid decision in my life where I was gambling a lot. Um, and that song is literally all about gambling because it, <laughs> it it is a crazy fucking world when you get into it. And I was very into it. I was, I would stay up till like 6am just online gambling. And it's, it wasn't just online. I would go to the, the, uh, the hard rock constantly. I have so many comp rooms there. It's crazy. <laughs> So I would do a lot of stupid things and then you write a song about it. Like I said, self-destructive. So being self-destructive, you create great art. I I think that as an artist, um, being self-destructive is like the best and the worst thing for you. 
because it helps you create the art. I'm not looking to be self-destructive. I'm not looking for a story or anything like that. It's just these things happen. And when they happen, you you need to write about them. When you're like, how, I'm like, how the fuck did I spend, you know, now this isn't going to sound like a lot to people, but how did I lose six grand gambling? You know, I know there's people that are way worse, but I'm like, I understand this. Like, it's fucking addictive. And so like, I'm going to write a song about this because this is, this, this is wild. I wrote a song about that while it was happening. I continue to do it, of course. <laughs> um, I'm good now, though. Good. But so, but so, yes, there's a, it's all just like all these songs represent some chaotic experience that I've either been through, put myself through or whatever. I'm not always the victim. I'm usually the person to blame. That's what back then was really about. It's like, I don't give a fuck. Like I did this shit and I'm owning up to it. But like, I genuinely do not care that I did it. Mm. So I don't know. That's all it is. There's really only a couple songs that are like I'm like, oh, I'm a victim, but no, I'm not really a victim. <laughs> it's just it's just all me creating this crazy reality for myself, and uh, just kind of like Welcome to the Chaos is just the introduction of it. it's like just welcome to like actually welcome to the chaos. Like this is it. Like you can't like there's no fixing your chaos. You need to just accept that this is who you are. Yeah. Thank you for being open about that. That's that's fascinating insight on that. Of course. <laughs> you guys also do, in, in addition to churning out tons of demos, you guys do tons and tons of cover songs. Speaking of cover songs, do you plan on doing lots of karaoke on Chip Rock? Oh, my God. That's so funny. We were talking about that yesterday. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, we we're, you know, we we're going to play when we we're figuring out our set, we we're going to do a couple of the covers. We we're, we're actually going to do three covers. Um, and one of them was um, "This Love" from Rune Five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, it did. It wasn't translating well in practice. It was not <laughs> translating well. Um, I know a lot of bands don't practice, which I find kind of odd. But we we are a band that likes to practice and rehearse our set and make sure everything's good. We also have everything laid out in Pro Tools the the entire time of the set. We know exactly how long everything's going to be. And so you know during practice we're playing "This Love" and it. It's just not working out for us. And so we we uh, scrapped it, threw in an original. But uh, we're we're only doing two covers. We're doing Exo Tour Life. Um, and then we're also doing Numb from Linkin Park because that's always going to be a crowd favorite. People fucking lose their minds. And they're like, oh, my God, you sound like Chester. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I, I try. Um, when, when it comes to the karaoke, I don't know if there's going to be karaoke. I hope there's going to be karaoke. And I hope it's not a specific night because I know sometimes I like to do, like, do specific nights, specific things. Apparently, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, but apparently there's a, there's a band that does, like there's a live band that does karaoke. And then there's there's actual like just regular karaoke. There's, yeah, there's two different ones. And like from what I understand, they go they start at like midnight and they go all night. Perfect. OK, so we've <laughs> talked about this. Um, let's go back a little bit. Remember when I was telling you guys I was just death metal screaming for 30 <laughs> uh, three songs straight? So I talked to the boys about it yesterday. I go, yo, how funny would it be if I was just like, yo, I'm going to do a cover of She Will Be Loved by Maroon 5. I'd be like, hit it, boys. And then I just start ripping the nastiest screams. <laughs> the <entire> time. <laughs> I think it would be the funniest shit in the world. So I'm going to do it. Do it. Nice. Yes, nice. I'm gonna do it. But yeah. I'm not singing. Because here's the thing. If you do karaoke and you sing good, you're an asshole. <laughs> well, how do you how do you do that when you have a boat full of people who can sing well like yeah, yeah. you don't you, don't. you just don't <laughs> I remember, of course half of what? them will be inebriated more than half of them yeah. so exactly. the, the last i think it'd also be the funniest thing in the world to do <laughs> yeah yeah screaming and hopefully it's with a live band because that'd be even funny i want to watch <laughs> um but i remember and uh, get your was, camera ready yes the last cruise i was on i was with my family and I remember we w- I went up to do karaoke and my sister watched it. She's like, Brian, that was great, but you kind of look like an asshole right now. <laughs> I was like, why? She's like, because you're the only person here who can actually like sing like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, you're kind of right. So <laughs> I hold her theory very true. If you're going to do karaoke, don't don't be good at it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nice. That should encourage a lot of people to take up karaoke. <laughs> the barrier yeah. has been lowered like it just <laughs> do whatever <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just like it's an experience i mean like it's you know it's kind of funny it's not like that big in like the american culture karaoke but like in like asian cultures massive yes massive. And, right. and, and none of them like not all more singers like right. they're gonna suck right and like that's they just love it they love getting you know drinking and performing like shit like it's fun 
<laughs> it's funny. Yeah. This is a good experience. That's all. Speaking of like cover songs and, and I guess karaoke, like how do you pull off the Korean and Pink Venom? Oh shit, that was hard. That was <laughs> hard. Um, I sat right in this chair, put this mic right here, and I would listen one. I would listen line by line, and I would just mouth it and go over it over and over again. Because trying to find like the translation for it, it's like. Like you get the English translation, but then like I'm looking for it in Korean, but then you get Korean letters. I'm like, I don't want Korean letters. I want American letters, English letters in Korean, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you look at it, it's the strangest shit. It sounds nothing like it. You're like, okay, this is like, like there's like four V's in a row and then a, three O's and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I had to go, I had to, I had to just listen to the lyrics, like listen to the vocals line by line and get my mouth position right and then do it. It Pretty was, impressive. yeah, that was, that was challenging. I'm not even gonna lie. And I also thought I was gonna get roasted on Twitter for that one. <laughs> like, you know, some sort of cultural appropriation, even though like welcome to America, you fucking idiots, but whatever. <laughs> but no, it it came out really cool. I was really stoked on that song. Yeah. But yeah, it was hard. That was hard to do though. I'm not gonna lie. That was very hard to do. One of the most time consuming <laughs> songs, like covers to record for sure. Nice. All right. I think we got some rapid fire questions to close us out. Yep. Oh, all right. Yeah. I mean, rapid fire is, is uh, in the eye of the beholder or, or the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the mind of the answerer, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we got a few questions we like to ask everybody as we as we kind of close up an interview. Okay. So I'm going to start with with a big one. Can you give us a song or an album that changed your life? Uh, Hybrid Theory. Nice. I don't think you're the first person to say that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all I mean, right. Eventually, uh, self-titled. No, no, yeah. another good one. Yeah, awesome. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You're good. You're good. Those are those are. I mean, those are definitely landmarks for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, a no skips album. Um. Well, you know, like that's <laughs> self titled. There you Actually, go. No, I'll there go you Awaken go. the Fallen. I won't skip a song. I'll Awaken the Fallen. All right. I'm gonna skip backwards here on our list too. So I'm curious about this one. Um, you know, as a, obviously we mentioned here, like you, you come from a band that covers are a big part of what you do and and have been a huge part of your your building, your success. And now you've over time done more and more originals. What's a song that you are particularly proud to have written? Uh, Welcome to the Chaos. I had a feeling you were going to go with that one after we just yeah. we spent a lot of time on it. But I think Welcome to the Chaos is the coolest song I've ever written. Right on. Yeah. All right. Um, a band that everyone should see live. Oh, um, Ice Nine Kills. Agree with that. That's true. Yeah. My introduction to them was was the same Rockville stream that we saw you guys on, and it was they were wild. I was like, okay, that's yeah, these guys like, are onto something. <laughs> them live is like they're one of the best live bands I've ever seen. Um, also, honestly, like I feel like every band that we tour with is really, really talented, but one OK Rock is like fucking great too. But, you know, they're a little bit more uh, poppy. But yeah, that's fine. You know, as far as like the metal scene goes, like Ice Nine Kills, it's just I love watching those boys perform. Well, even this is a brief sidetrack, even as Dan was touching on and kind of what you're you're saying, like pop and metal, they they do work together. Like it is a thing. It's it's, Oh, yeah. It's every every band right now, every band that is popular, uh, except for very, very few, their melodies are in a major key. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're writing in a major key, which is just pop music. They're just instrumentals are in the minor key. So, and it just it's that perfect um, contrast, mm-hmm. and that's why people really like it. Yeah, I think our friends in Skin Dread kind of started that back in 2019 with Big Dings. <laughs> started that very very poppy. <laughs> that's one of our favorites of yeah. that of that genre. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, and finally, I think we'll wrap up with this one. What's an artist that more people should know? Oh, I know so many. Um, <laughs> R- rattle them off. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, We're all about shouting out artists. Avoid. Okay. Phenomenal. I, Avoid was my number one most played band um, and for my Spotify rap. Nice. Avoid is amazing. Um, Dark Divine. I love those boys. Um, I can name more. I'm going to keep it there. Just those two. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. Nice. 
Avoid was another band that I was introduced to on at Rockville, and despite not being there, I'm so glad that they chose to stream so much of that set that year because, <laughs> I, like, it introduced me to a whole bunch of bands I wasn't familiar with yeah. at the time. Avoid was Avoid. just insane, and yeah, their show too. Avoid is really cool, and like, we've talked to them about like doing a tour with them, and I really want to. Benny goes crazy, their singer Benny goes fucking crazy, and so, like, I'm gonna be like having a walk out after Benny every night. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> How are we in the position where we have to be the the calm people down band? That's not yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I feel I, I don't know. I gotta watch their set. I've never seen them live, and I've tried seeing them live like three times now, and I've just missed them every time. Uh, uh, but yeah. Benny's like one of those people that just like he's in the crowd. He he brings out a floaty. He gets he gets. On a floaty. <laughs> he's a singer of a void, and he's just going around. He's like telling the crowd to pick him up. And the crowd's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah. <laughs> like, and then um and then he goes on stage and he starts playing like mario kart on a wii or fortnite on a wii like literally on stage like the screen has fortnite on it and he's like (laughs) that's what i'm talking about it's a show it's a show so i'm gonna have to like pull some shit out of my ass to to, if i we ever do tour of the void to look better than betty there you go (laughs) nice well thank you very much for your time of course thank you for having me yeah Dan's looking forward to to seeing you on Shipwrecked. Hopefully, you get to hang out. Yeah, yeah. Dan's maybe I can offer you one of my drinks for my drink package. That's what I'm saying, Dan. I'll drink. I'll drink it quick. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah. Yes. We appreciate your time. Anytime you want to come back and hype up anything, more than welcome. It's been a blast. Thank you, Casey. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Daniel. Really appreciate you guys having me. Thank yeah. you for your time. Thank you for sure. While we're at it, now we're doing names. Uh, can how do you pronounce your last name? <laughs> how do you think you pronounce it? <laughs> <laughs> Cousins. <laughs> Who said that? He got it. Hey, oh, there's a reason. I watched like ten videos, and there was only one that said your last name. <laughs> wow, he got it. Yep, Cousins. Because every every other time, it's like this is Brian. And that's it. <laughs> yep, that's it. Or they just use my middle name, Brian James. Um, yeah. Keep it simple. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the original version of it, though, it's uh, so that was the version that got changed to Ellis Island. So the original version is Kuznetskov, which is Russian. There you go. Yeah. But people couldn't pronounce that in America. So they're like, we're, you're going to go by Kuznets. <laughs> yeah. And they were just like, all right, whatever. I'm good. Glad we we can find that out. We like to use full full names, but we like like Casey said, like most people just were like, "Hey, it's Brian." Okay, yeah, that's, that's good it. too. Brian but from, Brian from Fame on Fire, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, he has a full name, but okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, the full name is Brian Cousins of Fame on Fire. Right. Right. There you go. <laughs> Legal. There you go. That was our conversation with Brian Kuznets of Fame on Fire. So I'm pretty sure you kept this part in the interview about um, him, you know, asking for drinks off of people's drinks packages, right? And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah. Come to find out that the drinks packages is not offered offered by Carnival on this particular cruise because it's a chartered cruise. So we're still trying to figure out how to get our alcohol. Like, oh, no. I have no idea. <laughs> oh <point>. no! <laughs> well, we you have to fill us in when you get back. Yes, it is going to be an adventure. <laughs> it, it just, Dan, it Dan and Brian yeah. looking for drinks all yeah. over the ship, yeah. <laughs> like like Scooby Doo, like stealing shit out of nowhere. <laughs> I'd be like the lead singer of Betray You and just walking around, yeah, just taking people's drink. No, I'm just joking. I wouldn't do that. The, the Brandon Seller special. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, I thought I'd make mention of that since we talked about it, and I, you know, 
So I'm sorry, Brian, if you hear this before the shipwreck, I'm not I'm not making it up that I don't have the drink package. Like, I, it's not I'm not just pulling your leg, man. <laughs> He's going to be so disappointed. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Another thing I want to point out here is um, I can tell Casey is quite proud of himself for knowing how to pronounce Brian's last name because he's done it three times already. Yeah. Because Casey did our research to figure out how do you pronounce this? It was fucking hard. (laughs) I I, I swear when I when I tell you I watched 10 videos, I literally watched 10 opening sequences and every time it was and this is Brian, even even on the ones where Brian is the main focus. He's just like, hi, I'm Brian. Yeah, (laughs) he doesn't want to mess people up about it. Just whatever. And if you, uh, you know, if your previous thing was any notion of how great those interviews went. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you all aren't worthy of my last name. That's why. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You had to earn his last name. Yeah. (laughs) No, you don't. I'm sure he he would say it if anybody asked like we did. We we just asked because we're like, we still aren't sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we we don't want to mess up people's names. And it's, uh, you know, it's something that we've always kind of made a point of in all of our interviews, because it's, it's for me, that's just a respect thing, to be exactly. honest. Exactly. Like, right. Well, I mean, and unless I mean, there's certain artists that that go by stage names or what have you. We, we want to go. We want to announce the artist what they want to be called. And yeah, it just, yeah. yeah. So. But. One thing that I wanted to to touch on, uh, just listening back to the conversation, you know, when we're listening to the album and you you hear a lot of the songs and you you just assume that it's a relationship with a girl or a relationship with a person, then to hear the insight that it's a relationship with like specific things. For himself. Yeah, for himself. That like gambling or drinking or what what, what have you, whatever it is. Uh, Yeah. It just it made me think about the perspective of of his songs in a different way, like instantly. It's funny that you mentioned that, actually, because I'm not going to lie. I felt a little bit like an ass. I was trying to make a joke out of the whole situation. And then right, just right. like, no, they're not about a relationship at all. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck me. Right. <laughs> right. Ah, my joke did not work. I kind of assumed <laughs> that, it, that it. Yeah. Hey, when that happens. <laughs> right. I kind of I kind of assume that it wasn't based on the fact that, you know, he's been with his girlfriend for five years or however long he said. Yeah. But then it was funny when he was talking about other other relationships that are in the band and the the craziness that that happens. I was like, well, maybe maybe that's about that one. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's four of them. They all have their own personalities and I'm sure that they all have, uh, you know, womanly troubles some, at, at points, too. <laughs> Yeah, but but yeah, it was just so cool to get insight on on where the yeah inspiration came from. What I was impressed about too was that uh, he seemed to have that down pat. Like he went through that quick. Like he, the yeah. whole album, like bam, 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 bam. Yeah. I was I was so impressed too. I was yeah. I, I mean yeah, because like you said, I I I I always appreciate getting that kind of insight. Um, in, into songs because yeah i mean it's great when they when you can interpret a song to mean what you want it to mean but it's also awesome to hear what that song obviously meant to the person that wrote it right and it's just cool that he he's okay with other people taking whatever they need to from it as well like 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 you said with getting messages from oh my my ex-wife was a bitch or whatever <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So speaking of that, I I did watch it with my wife and I'm still okay. I did not sleep on the couch and <laughs> not that I would ever sleep on the couch, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it wasn't a quiet night in my house, put it that way. Like usually we just give each other the silent treatment. <laughs> <laughs> so so what was Hannah's reaction? She just laughed. She thought it was funny and she she did appreciate that he uh, accepted the the uh the boy band moniker i guess <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah something interesting that i kind of observed like you know as we talk to more people i kind of am like making observations about like the different personalities and ty- i would say maybe like types of artists if you yes. will like that yes. they are 
And so Brian definitely strikes me as that. And he openly kind of admitted that that guy who's like, you know, he's got his vision. He's going to want to hear something be what he what he you know envisions to be in his mind. And he's probably kind of hard to work with sometimes. I definitely I don't think he would deny that. Um, But, you know, if you if you stick it through and you keep on working, you're going to end up with something that you can be proud of. I think Mm -hmm. him and his bandmates would probably all agree with that, which I think is really interesting because. Like I say, he kind of openly said things to that extent, but he also talked early on in the conversation about how, like, you know, nobody's leaving this band. Like, we have our fights and stuff like that, but we, we at the end of the day are, are you know, super tight knit. And it, it reminded me, I've, I think I've been wanting to work one of these references into the show for a while. I've been watching the Letterkenny spinoff Shorzy, and Shorzy's about a hockey player who is very dedicated to winning and or not losing, I should say. Uh, he also has a very smart mouth that is not necessarily loved by his teammates. But there's a conversation in that show where he talks about he's having like a heart to heart with one of the other players for that exact reason, how they and how he doesn't feel the other guy doesn't really feel respected. And he's like, "Okay, like, would you go to the wall for me? And the guy was like, yeah. And he's like, do you think I would go to the wall for you? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, "Okay, well, then we're allowed to call each other this or that along the way because they know they can trust each other and they're going to be better for it at the end of the day. And I kind of. That was what that reminded me of when he was kind of talking about his his own like work ethic and his relationship with his band. Yeah. Was was that idea of like they know that they can trust each other to get things done and done well. And so they're willing to work through whatever complex or complications come up along the way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm truly excited to see this band live because you know they have that that type of chemistry on, uh, on on CD or on you know on recording. I, I can only imagine how it's going to portray live in front of me. So and an hour of it, nonetheless. I was just, I was just getting ready to say <laughs> an hour. I I thought it was funny that he's like I don't know what to say to these people. Like you only have to say like one or two more sentences. Yeah, just say I'm on a boat and let's get drunk and this is a great fucking time. And dude, I still think like of all the bands on this boat, they need to be covering Lonely Island on <laughs> Shipwreck. Yeah, totally do. Or yeah. Islander. Or Islander. Or- <laughs> yeah. I guess Islander could do it. Could definitely cover I'm on a boat. Although I think Islander is also like a a clean band. Whereas uh, the number of F words in that song would definitely <laughs> lend themselves to fame on fire a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Fair but enough. nonetheless, like, like ever since, ever since we, we booked that to talk with him, I've been like, man, if that happens, that's, that's choice work right there. <laughs> One other thing I want to touch on real quick is just a behind the scenes thing. So when we were scheduling these interviews, we were going to, potentially do back to back to back interviews and uh back to back days yeah 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 yeah. i don't want people to think it was like one o'clock two o'clock three o'clock well true back to back days yes yeah yeah we don't work that hard so so we were gonna do back to back to back days of interviews wednesday through friday series and we were we were excited because that's hasn't happened before but we were also kind of like that's a lot and then Brian wasn't feeling well and had to push it back a couple of days. So, yeah. Which is great because I was not feeling well that day either. So. Exactly. I feel you, I, Brian. I feel I, you. I wasn't either, to be honest. So, so it worked it was just out. The day. It was the day. <laughs> I like that. As has happened in the past, sometimes when there's delays, cancellations, whatever, when our plans get thrown off, it actually ends up working for the better. Yeah. yeah. So. But so. yeah, and it, it, I agree with that because, like, we, we do actually, like, prep for these interviews we, we prep our questions we prep research and things like that and so to do back to back to back interviews is, is a lot of work um we've i literally were was in this closet every fucking night so yeah, was, right <laughs> we didn't really want to see we love each other but we didn't really want to see each other that much yeah. well and on <laughs> and on top of that you know we were trying to to get out the awards episode so again sorry we were we were trying to push it and get it out thursday but with all these interviews that just was impossible so we had to we had to <laughs> release it on Monday. So I appreciate the listeners out there waiting. So. Yes, your regular scheduled programming is back in place now. Yeah, interviews upon interviews and more interviews. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but yeah, so I just wanted to touch on that real quick. But man, talking with Brian, he's just he's just one of those guys. You can tell that he he loves this a lot. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and just getting to chat with him and 
get all the in, little tidbits and insights all while laughing and having a good time is really awesome. So I hope, hope the listeners enjoy this one. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the interview as well. I, I was super excited. He was super awesome to uh, talk with and we had a, we had a good time. So thank you very much for listening to the itch podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, I'm on a boat, bitch. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. <laughs> with my flippy floppies. With my flippy floppies. <laughs> I love that song. So I watched it earlier great. today. <laughs> I, to- I totally am going to like, like at night, like just blast that song in my room or some shit as I'm going to sleep. It would be going through my head the whole week if I were on shipwrecked. Yep. Come on, on a boat. boat. <laughs> I climb so everybody look at me because I'm sailing on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Titanic that bitch too up in the front. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh. <laughs>